Okay, so let's continue. So we're in, um, let me see if our mitzvah is over here. So we're up to mitzvah Samach Vav, I believe, 60, the 66th mitzvah. So in the, in the Sefer Mitzvah you have over here, it's on page Nun Gimel. Page Nun Gimel, and it continues on to page Nun Dalet. So the past, um, you know, last week we, you know, I wasn't here, but before that, the past couple, couple shirim, the past few shirim, we've been going through like different categories of karbanis. That's been sort of what the Ram has been talking about the past few mitzvahs. Uh, the, the, the one mitzvah was a carbon oila, another mitzvah was just all the halachas of a carbon katas, a carbon asham, and now we're going to be doing sort of the final mitz, the final type of carbon in terms of animals, which is a carbon shlama. That's what we're going to see right now in the Rambam. So, uh, mitzvah samachvav, the Rambam writes, mitzvah samachvav he, the 66th mitzvah of 613, is shetzivana that we were commanded, shimaisa zevach hashlamim, that when a person brings a shlomim, it should be according to the proper procedure of a carbon shlomim. So that's the, 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 this mitzvah is, to, is the halachas and the, the procedure of a carbon shlomim. Bamrei, and this is a pasuk in, uh, in Parshas Tzav, that if a person brings a carbon shlomim, so etc., you know, you, the, all the details. Hamaisa, and at the end of, of describing all the details of a carbon shlamim, the Torah sort of sums it all up. Zayis Torah zevach hashlamim that this is the these are the halachas of a carbon shlamim. In Maltaidi Akrivenu, you know, if a person's bringing it as a Thanksgiving offering, these are the halachas. Again, that's the uh, the parsha of a carbon shlamim. Now the Raman just sort of sums up the past few mitzvahs. He says ve'elu ha'arba ma'isim. These four mitzvahs that we've the last four mitzvahs basically kloimer, meaning ma'isa oila. Chatas, Ashem, and Shlamim. These four categories of karbanas of an oila, a chatas, an Ashem, and now finally a Shlamim. Hey, Maisa, her karbanas kulam. That's basically the, the, all the categories we have in terms of karbanas that are of animals. There's other categories of karbanas of flower offering and, and birds and so on, but in terms of animals, these are the karbanas that we have. Kikol karbim behema yakrivenu hayachad hayatzibor. Because all you know, animals that you bring as a carbon, whether it's a personal carbon or a communal one, it's going to fall under these four categories. It's either an oila, a shlam, you know, an oila chatas, an asham, or a shlam. It's one of those four. Amnam hu echad meilu harbamin. It's going to be one of these four types. Ella ha'asham hu carbon yachalayim. It just happens to be that a carbon asham, for example, is always an individual carbon. But again, you know, any carbon you bring, whether it's individual, individual or communal, it's going to be under these four categories. K'moishu biarnu pamayim, as we explained many times. Obviously, that's the Masechta of Karbanas, so that's going to be where you want to look at to find the halachas of all these different uh, Karbanas. Over there in Zvachim, you'll learn about the halachas of these Karbanas. You'll learn about things that are associated with the Karbanas. Things that are similar to, 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 to these Karbanas. The hapater, you learn about uh, who's obligated to bring them, who's not obligated to bring them. The ma'isa how do you mess up a carbon? The and how do you bring a carbon properly? Everything you want to know about carbonus, you look at mesachas vachim. Okay, that's the Ramah. So again, as we've been doing the past few mitzvahs, so let's learn a little bit the halachas about sort of the procedure of how you bring a carbon shlamim, and then we'll see the panemius of what exactly is being accomplished by a carbon shlamim. That's what we'll see. So, so again, the Ramah comes that you have in front of you. So we'll just go through, um, it, it's relatively simple, it shouldn't be too complicated. We'll go through some of the, um, you know, some of the Rambam, Rambam in, in Hilchus Meiser Karbanas, that's the section where he discusses sort of the, the halachas of, of these Karbanas, how to bring them. So let's see, let's see together. So Maramaka number one, the Rambam, again, Hilchus Meiser Karbanas, it's in the ninth parak in Parak Tess. So he says like this, 
number one, he sort of just sums up what we've seen already in Sefer Mitzvahs. Asiyas kol shlamim kimitzvasam, bring a carbon shlamim properly according to its, uh, how it's supposed to be, is mitzvah say. That's a mitzvah to bring a carbon shlamim. Vehin arba minim, now the Rambam begins to break it down. There are four different types of shlamim. There are four different types of shlamim. That's what we're going to see. Ha'echad shalmei tzibur, one type is a shlamim that's brought by the community. Okay, a uh, communal carbon shlom is rare. It doesn't happen often. On Shavuos it happens. On Yom Tovim, rarely. But um, but that's basically the only time on Yantif, as part of the the Musaf, you bring uh, the community. Kali so brings a carbon shlomim. That's a that's a shalmi tzibur, the shlom of a tzibur. And then there's another three types of individual shlomim that a person might bring. So he's going to break it break it down. So Maramok number two. First, the communal shlomim. Again, which is brought on Yantif. The Ketzad Maisa Shalmi Tzibur. So, what's the procedure of a communal Shlamim? So, the Ram says basically like this. Again, as, as we mentioned, by all previous Karbanas, all Karbanas sort of share the same basic uh, procedure, which is two parts the, the, um, the processing of the blood of the animal and the rest of the body. In terms of the blood of the animal, there's four components to every Karban, which is Shrita Teshechtet. A kayin then does Kabbalah to accept the blood in a cup as the blood is coming out of the animal. Halacha, walking the blood to the Mizbech. And Zrika, pouring the blood on the Mizbech. That's, that's basic to everything. Now, when it comes to a shlamim, the, the procedure, what I just mentioned, Shechita, Kabbalah, Halacha, and Zrika, follows exactly what an Eila has. In other words, again, he shechted, the kayin receives the blood, walks it to the Mizbech, and throws it from the cup. He throws it on two opposite corners of the Mizbech, where, you know, the Mizbech is a square, so he throws it on two opposite corners of the Mizbech, where the blood sort of spritz, uh, you know, sort of divides like an L-shape, sort of on two, uh, on two opposite sides, and that's the process of throwing the blood on the Mizbech. So, Sheikhid Vizarik Adam Kmoshibyarnu, he shechs, and he goes all the way and throws the blood, as we've explained already, that's the procedure for Ishlamim. Umavshit Umaitzi Heimurim, he then, you then cut open the animal, take out some of the innards, Umalchan, you salt them, which we've spoken about in previous mitzvahs. Umaktiran, you then burn those innards. Okay. Vahashar, and the rest of the animal, all the meat, is necha lezichre kahuna ba'azar, is eaten by all the male kahanim. That has to, it has to be eaten in the courtyard, in the base of Megdash. Kechatas ha'ka'ashem, which is basically similar to other kavanas that we've talked about, achatas and anashem. So again, a shalmei tzibur, a shalmei tzibur is eaten, again, by, it's the, the, the you know, it, it, this is the procedure. You know, you, you do the shrita kabal halach and zrika. Um, again, the process the the blood and the rest of the animal is eaten by the kahanim in the base of mikdash. That's basically the process of a communal shlamim. Oh. Okay. Now let's move on to a personal shlamim. Now, a private shlamim. There are two basic differences. A private shlamim, as we'll see, um, is not only eaten by the kahanim. It's also eaten by the owner that's bringing the carbon. That's going to be one unique thing to the carbon shlamim. And the other thing that's going to be unique to the carbon shlamim is that the owner is involved in a little bit more of the sacrifice process. So we'll see. So our book number three, the Ramam says, V'shalmei yachid shleishaminim. There are three types of shlamim that an individual brings. Ha'echad hu, one type, is habash shlamim, lechem, just a person on his own. He just wakes up in the morning, he wants to bring a carbon shlamim. So fine, he brings a carbon shlamim, it's without any bread, it's just the animal itself. Kigain, when would a person do this? So you guys, for example, Kigain Shalmei Chagig of Hasimcha. Let's say, you know, on Yontif, the person's going to Yerushalayim to be Eilu Regular three times a year. So uh, if, let's say, he has a big family, you know, uh, and he has to have Sudas Yontif, so the Lacha would be that you would bring a Shlamim along 
to, uh, to use for your Simchas Yantav. So that'll be a shlom, that'll be a, a personal shlom that you, that you offer. Zonik shlom, that's called a shlom, that's called a shlom. So that's one type of shlom, which is sort of your standard shlom, and a person just, you know, voluntarily brings a shlom. Vasheni, the other type of shlomim, is shlomim habayim im halechem, is a shlomim that is an animal, obviously, but it also is accompanied with a lot of bread. Benedar inadava, that a person is also bringing as a, uh, as a voluntary carbon. Zeonikra taida, and this is the, the type of shlom of this category, is called a carbon taida, Thanksgiving carbon, right? We know that a person benches goimel, for example, when... Uh, they, they, when something something's dangerous and they survived, you know, things like that. So by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, if a person went through a, a situation that was dangerous and survived, let's say they, they traveled the ocean or the desert, they were sick or in prison, those are the four standard examples, but, you know, the, if a person was in a dangerous situation and they made it out, so they would bring a carbon taida. A carbon taida is basically a carbon shlamim plus 40 loaves of bread. We'll speak about the loaves of bread also, but that's basically what it is. Shlamim plus bread. That's what, and you just call, that's called a carbon taita, Thanksgiving offering. The bread is called the bread of a taita, and that's the, uh, the second type of shlamim that an individual will bring. Again, the first type is just a voluntary shlamim that a person brings, which is just the animal. The second type is a shlamim that a person brings because of a miracle that happened to him, which then is associated and it's accompanied with a lot of lechem, a lot of bread. The, well, the, the, Rambam, the Rambam holds over here, I wasn't going to go into this, but the Rambam seems to hold that it's not, you don't have to bring a carbon taida. Like, we bench gomel, you have to bench gomel. But the Rambam's opinion, it seems that you don't have to bring a carbon taida if a miracle happened to you, if you survived. Uh, Rashi, for example, says not like that. Rashi says in a few places, in Chumash and in Gemara, that if a, you know, if a person had a dangerous situation, they made it out, they had to bring a carbon taida. The Rambam seems to say not like that. But they both would agree that it's a certain type of shlom. It's a, it's a shlom with bread. The third type of shlomim that an, that an individual will bring is shlomim shemakriv hanazir b'yoyim meles nizrei. Is if a person is a nazir and they make it through their, their time of being a nazir and now it's like uh, they're, you know, they, they've completed it. So there's certain karbanas that the person would bring. One of them is a carbon shlomim. So that's the, uh, the third type of shlomim that an individual would bring, which is when he completes his nazirus. The heim bayim im lechem, and that also comes with bread. The zeonikra el nazir, that's called the, uh, the goat of a nazir, that's the carbon shlamim that a nazir would bring. So those are the three different types of individual shlamims. Again, the just, you know, sort of you run in the mill, a person wants to bring a shlam, they bring a shlam, it's just the animal. Then you have a taita, Thanksgiving carbon, with bread. And then you have an el nazir, a shlam that a person brings when he completes a nazir, which is also with bread. Now the Ram is going to break it down, each one, and to show, compare and contrast, maybe some detailed differences between how each one is offered. Okay. So the Ram Maramaka number four. Kates and Maisa Shloshin. So how do you, what's the procedure of those individual shlamas? So he says like this, the, the, the processing of the blood is always the same. It's the same thing. You shecht, you receive the blood, you walk into the mezbech, you throw the cup on the two adjacent corners, two opposite corners. That's, that's going to be the same throughout all shlamas. That's not any different. And then he goes on, and again also, you cut it open, you take out some of the innards, that's also the same for everything. Now here's where it becomes a little bit different. Then what you do is, by these individual shlamas, by, again, by the communal one, you just brought those innards on the mezbeach, and the rest of the animal is eaten by the kahanim, and you're good to go. When it comes to the individual shlom, this is where it becomes a little bit different. When you take out the innards, before you put it on the mezbeach, this is what you do. 
There's an added step. The step is, you butcher the animal, you cut it into pieces. You take the chest of the animal and the, the, uh, the, the right hind leg of the animal. You then take the innards that you took out of the animal with the chest and the, hind, the, the right hind leg. You put this on the hands of the owner. The owner holds the innards and the chest and the leg. Okay. The client puts his hands under the owner's hands. So they're both sort of holding all these uh, parts of the animal. And the procedure that's done now is what's called tenufa. Tenufa is to, like at Lulu and Esser, you shake in all directions. That's what they would do with these uh, parts of the animal. The owner holding it and the kayan sort of underneath as well. And they would just, uh, you know, do the tenufa. They would shake it or, or move it in all different directions. That was called tenufa. And this was done in the Mizrach, in the eastern side of the courtyard. So... Right, so shlomim, uh, three out of the four, it could be any animal. Again, the animals that are fit for karbonas, you could do like a cow, a goat, sheep, you know, you can do uh, all that stuff. The nazir had to be a goat. But outside of that, all animals are, are again, the karbonistic animals are open to it. So now the Ram explains the procedure of tenufa. Again, that's the chiddush when it comes to an individual carbon, is that there's this added avoida that the owner is involved in, which is called tenufa, the raising up. And he says, Ketzed humeinif, and how would you do it? What exactly does it look like? So he says, Moilich humeivi, malu moir, just like Luvan Esrik. You, 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 put, put you, know, you push it out in all different directions, up and down, and that's how it was. Now that's true for all individual karbanas, uh, all individual shlamims. Now he says, within those three shlamims, though, there is slight differences between how this tenufa process was done. He says, Vim haya karban taida. If the person is bringing, let's say, a Thanksgiving offering, a carbon to that category of shlamim, then besides the chest and the right hind leg that was involved in, in, the, sh- in the shaking and, and, and the innards in this tnufa, what they would do is also put on the pile, not just the innards, the chest and the leg, they would put also four loaves of bread. The, we didn't really get into this so much, but the, the, the bread that was brought along with the Thanksgiving shlamim or the, the Nazir Shlam also was 40 loaves, 10 was matzah, and 30 was chametz. Okay? Now, I'll, I'll, maybe if we have time, we'll talk about the different, you know, the, 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 the chametz ones, there was different, there was, there, 10 of them was like crackery, 10 of them was just baked like a loaf of bread, and 10 of them was fried. It was like a fried dough, fried like donut type of thing. So what the kind would do is during the tenufa, they would take one of all those four types of breads, one matzah, one cracker, one regular loaf, and one donut type of thing. And that was also on the big pile of uh, innards, chest, leg, and all those four loaves. And now that's what they would be shaking around by the tenufa, by the Thanksgiving offering, by the carbon taida. So he says, You would take one of all those different categories of breads, put it on the chest and the, the hind leg, and the innards. Again, the whole thing was lifted up in all directions, again, by the owner and the kain underneath. That's what was, so again, when it comes to a regular shlamim, uh, all your, sha- your, it's the innards, the chest, and the, and the hind leg. A carbon taida, it's that plus one of all four types of breads. Now, if it's a nazir, it's all of that plus something else. Ramam says, Hayak, n- n- number six, Hayak carbon el nazir, let's say it's a nazir shlamim. So again, 
similar thing. You take out the innards. Again, going back, you take out the innards. Again, also the chest and the hind leg. So far, the same as the other individual shlamims. Now, but here's where it's a little bit different when it comes to the nazir. You then, before you do the tenufa, before you do the raising, you take the rest of the goat and you cook it in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Ezra's Nashim, that, that place. Then the kain takes the front right leg of the animal, which is already cooked, right? With, one, with uh, four, you know, with uh, four of the forty breads. With the chest and the back leg and the innards. And puts it all on the nazir's hands and they lift that. So again, with the, the nazir carbon, it's Again, what, you, what, the, what the shaking is, uh, the, the, the raising is, is, is being done with the innards, the chest, the back hind leg, one of every type of bread, plus the front hind leg, which is cooked. And that's what the nazir is, is raising up. Okay? That's the, the subtle differences between these things. Now he says number seven. Okay, fine. So you did all that tenufa, you shook it all around. Then you then follow the regular procedure, which is you salt the innards, and you burn the innards on the mizbech. Now, what do you do with the rest of the meat? So again, with the communal carbon, shlomim, you remember, it was just eaten by the kahana. But now with the individual shlomims, it's divided up amongst everyone. He says like this, the chest and the back leg, which was part of the lifting, is that goes to the kahana. And so too, the, the bread that was part of the tenufa and the front leg that was part of the tenufa by a nazir, everything that was lifted up basically is eaten by the kahana. Uh, besides the innards, which is burnt on the mezbech, everything else that was lifted up, each carbon, whatever it is, is eaten by the kahana. The shar halechem im shar basar, the rest of the loaves of bread, right? Thir- the 36 remaining loaves of bread and the rest of the animal is nechalabaylam, is eaten by the owners. That's basically what it is. And that's the unique thing of a carbon shlomim in that it's the only carbon that everyone has a part of it. Hashem has a part of it, so to speak, on the Mizbeach. The Kahanim have a part of it. Whatever the rest of the animal that was part of the lifting. And the, uh, and the owners have a part of it, the rest of the, the animal. That's, uh, that's the carbon shlomim. Okay. Yeah, they had a... They had, they had, yeah, there was a whole, there was a whole section... The Mishnahis talk about this in Sechus Tamid. There's a section of like of ovens because there's it's it's there's a lot of sukkis about this. The, the baking of these breads had to be done on premises. It had to be done in the Beis Hamikdash in the right procedure. So they had a whole section of uh, of, uh, of baking. You know how to do it properly like that. Okay, so that's sort of the procedure of a carbon shalom. Now let's move on to understand a little bit more the panemius. What a shalom is about. What are you bringing a shalom for? Okay, so. In Marmokka number 8 and 9, we're going to see the, a sort of, it's what seems to be a machlaikis amongst the Rishayim in terms of what a shlom is really about. You'll see in a second. I mentioned this maybe a few, a few shirm ago, that when you bring a carbon, uh, most carbonists, there's a process, even before you shechte, there's a process of vidui, where the owner leans on the animal, puts his weight on the animal, and confesses. So that has to be done by a shlom as well. The question is, what exactly are you confessing? A shlom is not brought because of an avera, presumably. So what exactly is the owner supposed to be saying or thinking about when he's leaning on the animal? When a guy's bringing a carbon chatas, so he's confessing the avera that he's bringing it for. 
right? Even in Ayla, it's brought because he had a, you know, you didn't do as many mitzvahs as you wanted to do, whatever. There's something to confess. But a shlomim, that's the question. What exactly are you confessing? So if you take a look at Marmokka number eight, and this is sort of going to be the window into understand what a shlomim is about, because whatever the guy is confessing is going to tell you what, you know, like what it is. So Marmokka number eight is a Rambam. It's also a little bit elsewhere in Maisek Rabbanus and Paragimel. So Rambam says like this. He's talking about the general concept of vidui on a karban. He says like this. Case of mitzvada. What is the confession that a person says on a karban? So usually what the Rambam says is Oimer that the person says chatasi, avisi, pashati, I've sinned, you know, asisi kach I have done such and such. V'chazarti b'tshuva finech and Hashem, I'm, I'm doing tshuva before you. V'zu kaparasi and this is my atonement. That's usually what you say when you're confessing on a chatas or an asham or an oila. Hayah karban shlamim. But now says the Rambam, let's say you bring a karban shlamim. So also saimich bekol makim shiirtzim min hazar makim shchita. Also, you have to do smicha. You have to lean on the animal anywhere in the hazara that you're about that you're going to shech the animal. That's where you have to lean. But v'yirali. But the Rambam says. But if you, but it seems to me it's one of the few places where the Rambam says like it seems to me she'enim esvad al shlamim that you're not confessing anything on the shlam. The shlam is not brought for an avera, so you're not confessing any sin. So what are you what are you doing when you're leaning? Avaloim redivrei shavach. You say uh, you praise Hashem. You thank Hashem. You're not confessing it. It's not, it's not brought because of any problem. You're, you just take this opportunity to divri shavach to praise Hashem and to thank Hashem. That's what you're saying. So it's clear from the Rambam. It's clear from the Rambam that a kavrin shlom is not for a kapara. It's not for a kapara. It's other It's just uh, to enhance your relationship with the rabbanu shlom. And that's why when you're when you're saying vidu, you're not saying vidu. You're I mean, by the smicha. All you're doing is is saying divri shavach. However, there's a taisvis in Maseches Erechin, in Marmokka number 9, taisvis in Erechin, on the Chaf Aleph Amibes, says the following thing, and it's, it's just a, sort of a line that taisvis throws in there, but it seems to say a lot. Taisvis says, Avul Oilu Shlamim, in Oila and a Shlam, he says a Shlam also, Deloila Kapara Asi Kulihai. It's not coming for such an atonement. It's not coming for an atonement so much. The, the indication of taisvis' language is, is that there is some atonement. It's just not kulihai. It's not su- the, the avera, so to speak, that you're, that you're bringing a, a shlomim for is not such a big avera, but it's something. So Taisa is very vague. He doesn't say, like, what exactly, what avera are you, uh, did you commit that you're bringing a shlomim for, but it is clear that there's some sort of kapar. It's just not kulihai. It's not such a, it's not such a big avera. You don't need such a big atonement, but something is. So it seems that there's a little bit of machlekes between the Rambam and Taisa in terms of what a shlomim is about. According to, according to the Rambam, Shlom doesn't seem to have any kapar to it. It's just purely connecting you with the Rabbanu Shlom more, enhancing that relationship. Whereas Taisvis seems to indicate that there is some kapara that a Shlom is for, although he doesn't explain what. Okay, so, so let's explain a little bit in Panimus, just for a moment, a couple minutes. Huh? So it's not clear, because Taisus is, so that's, that's what's funny, this line that he throws in, it's not in the context of trying to explain the procedure of Rishlamim and the Smich and the Vido, it's just like, it's a discussion that he's having, and he just sort of throws in this line. So if there is some sort of kapara that, some avera so that you're bringing this for, l'chaira, then you would be, you would say that Vido, when you're doing the Smich and the Shlamim. But again, it's not clear what that avera is. So this is unclear. Huh? It could be. It could be. Maybe there is no verbal vidu. That's what we're going to have to see now. So, so let's think for a second. What exactly is in Pneumius? What is the Shlomim about? And then maybe if we understand the Pneumius of it, maybe the Rambam and Taisus are not so different after all. So we'll see. 
Okay, so it's like this. Until now, every, every carbon that we've seen until now, whether it be an oila, a chatas, an asham, have been sort of about fixing a, a serious problem. You know, a chatas brings it for its averis, an asham for its averis, even an oila, because the person was negligent in doing mitzvahs properly. So there's, uh, there's something to fix. There's something to fix. What exactly is a shlamim for? So in, in the Shlomo Akdashim, we're taught that the essential essence of a shlamim is, as the name indicates, maybe you want to close the door. Maybe the, as, as, the shlom, as the name indicates, which is about shalom, it's about peace. It's about peace. And that's why, that's why I mentioned that, that what's unique to the carbon shlamim is the fact that it's the only carbon that everyone partakes in it. The, car, the Mizbech has a piece, the Kahanim have a piece, the owner have a piece. What's the inning of a carbon shlamim? The inning of a carbon shlamim is to atone for the following mistake. And this is a mistake that you can't call it an Avera. But it, it's some of a mistake, which is, the mistake is to think of heaven and earth as two separate things. To think of heaven and earth as two separate realities. To think of, of, of the Rabbanu Shalom up there and not down here. You know, there's, there's, I just heard this last night, there's a quote from, I'm not going to say his name, not because he's a bad person, but just because, uh, you know, he's not necessarily uh, a Jewish tzaddik, so I don't want to say the base managers, but a very, very, very smart one of the Umas Ailam. And he said, his quote was that, that man does not believe in God because they're not looking low enough. They're not looking low enough. Think that, it, you know, doesn't believe in God because you're not looking high enough. You're not looking low enough. The, 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 the mistake that a carbon shalom comes to rectify is for a person to think that the Rabbanu Shalom is up there and I'm down here and I'm just like, I'm doing my thing. The Rabbanu Shalom gives me commandments. What a carbon Shalom comes to do is to be miyache, to unify heaven and earth. For the person, for the human being to, to realize that everything down here is saturated with elokus just like it is in heaven. The entire distinction between heaven and earth is purely our perspective. From the Rabbanu Shalom side of things, he created both heaven and earth. From his side of things, it's all one. It's all one entity. It's all one creation. This is why, by the way, it's, um, the, the, the Svarm explained that the halacha is a carbon shlomim is unique in that it's the only carbon that's eaten for two days. You have two days to eat it. The day that you bring it, plus the next day. What's the significance of that? So the Zara Kaddish writes in Parsha Sav, the Zara says that the Indian of the two days of, um, of, the, of the carbon shlomim is connected with the Pasuk of Baruch Hashem uh, uh, Yoim Yoim. Baruch Hashem Yoim Yoim, meaning that there's there's the day down here and there's the day above. And the carbon shlum is to, is to make a person realize that the day that you're experiencing down here is the day that you're experiencing above. It's not the shot like we do mitzvahs down here and we're waiting for one point, some point that there's going to be a time of Olam Haba. Olam Haba is right now. Olam Haba is right now. We're just not experiencing it viscerally. But everything that we're doing down here is we are... We're, we're bringing elikus, we're, we're experiencing the Rabbani Shalom in every mitzvah that we do. Our just eyes are not sensitive and our, you know, our, our bodies, whatever, we're not sensitive to feel it. What Olam Habe is, when Mashiach comes, what Olam Habe is, is just to allow us to experience what we've been doing all these years. That's what a shlom is about. A shlom is about rectifying that mistake of thinking of this world is one place and the next world is somewhere else. And you have to just do it, you, know, you, you do your, you put in your time here and eventually you go there. It's like, according to the Kabbalah, the ultimate destiny is Tchiyas HaMesim. Tchiyas HaMesim is, is here. Tchiyas HaMesim is not soul without a body. According to the Kabbalah, the ultimate goal, Olam Haba, the destiny of all destinies, is on planet Earth. 
body and soul. So you're thinking, body and soul, body and soul, it's been giving me problems all these years. That, that's also the destination. And he says, yeah, the destination is exactly what it is right now. What Chiesa and Mason is going to be is us being able to relive our lives, every single moment of our lives, with a sense of tachlis, with a sense of, of what reality truly always was. That's what Olam Haba is. Olam Haba is not a, a separate place and time that you have to travel to. It's like Olam Haba is compared to Shabbos, right? Yom Shekula Shabbos. What is Shabbos? Shabbos is what you make of it from the six days of the week. Misha Tarach Be'er Shabbos is Yechel B'Shabbos. According to Chazal saying in Medrash, I've mentioned this before, that, the, that when Hashem created the world, He created just six days. And there was no seventh day. But each one of the six days was not 24 hours, it was 28 hours. And so each day of the week gave four hours of itself to create the 24 hours of Shabbos. What, Hashem just didn't have enough hours? You know, he had to, like he, didn't, he, was, he wasn't planning ahead. That's not, what, what Shabbos is, the six days of the week, with blinders off. That, that's what it is. That's what a carbon shalom is. When the Rambam says that there's nothing, there's no sin that you're confessing with a carbon shalom, he's right. It's, it's not an Avera. It's not an Avera to think of the higher world as one place and the lower world as something else and God's up there and we're down here. That's not an Avera. But Tysus is also right. It is an Avera. It is an Avera. It's, it's a kapara kulihai. It's not a big Avera, but this, there's something very flawed with that person's outlook in the entire way of Yiddishkeit, and that needs to be corrected. That's what the carbon shalom is for. It's to correct that subtle mistake. This is why the shalom, again, has this quality of making shalom between all these things. Even the owner is involved in the avayda, on some level, the raising up. What's the meaning of raising up the animal? The tenufa, right? Shaking in all directions. So the Gemara talks about this with the Luvan Esrik, for example. The meaning of shaking Luvan Esrik in all directions is to, is, is to, is to push away uh, negativity, ruchas roys, tali roy, whatever, negative things in the world, and to be mamla Hashem in all four corners and, and up and down. That's what Tnuf is. Tnuf is saying that, that the Rabbanu Shalom is everywhere. The Rabbanu Shalom is everywhere. It's not up in heaven. He, the Rabbanu Shalom that's up in heaven is down here. And if I haven't found him, I'm not looking, I'm not looking low enough. I'm not looking low enough. I'm not, I'm not looking for the Rabbanu Shalom in the, in, in, down here. But that's where he is. Like the Kosky used to say that when a Jew falls, wherever a Jew falls, he's falling into the lap of the Rabbanu Shalom. Because the Rabbanu Shalom is everywhere. So wherever you fall, you're falling into his lap. So it's Nishkeferlech already. That's what a Karban Shalom is. That's what Karban Shalom is. Again, that's why the Kahan, the, the, every, the there's, that the, 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 the Gemara says, for example, that um, even non-Jews are able to bring Karbanas. A non-Jew could bring a Karban. E, by the way, it's interesting, even a guy that's an Oivet of a Dezara, an idolatrous guy, is allowed to bring a Karban. As long as he's, at that moment, he's thinking that he's bringing it to the Rabban Shalom, he's allowed to bring a Karban. There's only one Karban that a guy cannot bring, which is a Karban Shalom. He can't bring a Karban Shalom. Why? So Rav Kook wrote about this in a few places. He says, because this Indian, or that Amuna of, of the Amuna Sayyichr, of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Akin Hashem Echad, of the Rabbanu Shalom of Heaven, the Rabbanu Shalom of Earth, being the same. Like Avram Avinu says that he was the one to be Mechadish to the world, that the Rabbanu Shalom is Elokei Hashemayim Elokei Haaretz. That's a Jewish Amuna. That's what's unique to call Yisrael. That's Shabbos, right? Gaim can't keep Shabbos, right? Exactly. So that's, that's exactly what Amunas Yisrael is. The Chiddush of Amunas Yisrael is not people's monotheism, that we believe in one God. That's not the Chiddush of Amunas Yisrael. Amunas Yisrael, the Chiddush is that we believe all there is is the one God. That, that, that's the Chiddush. That, that, that one God is everything. That that one God is heaven and earth and everything in between. That's the Chiddush of Amunas Yisrael. 
not just that there's one God as opposed to six. That's not, that, 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 you don't need Avram Avinu for that. That's what a Karban Shalom is about. So that's the Yichud of the Ramam and the Taisvis. There is a, there is a Kapara that's happening, but it's a very subtle Avera. For the average person, this might not be considered an Avera. But for someone that's, that's holding for a bigger level on Avadis Hashem, that's not a mistake to think of that divide of this day and that day, of, uh, you know, of Olam Hazen, Olam Hava, of Shemaim and Aretz. That's a divide that needs to be united, and that's what the Karban Shalom is. No, so why does it come from a wise Tosa saying it comes from a place of Kapara, not just Avoda? I mean, we, we, yes, we should always be improving, but right. why is the... So the answer is because if you go a little bit deeper... This mistake is really the root of all Averis. And Aver, what, what's, if, you, if, you boil, if, you, if you peel away all the layers of the Sahara, it's fundamental philosophy that allows him to have the confidence to try to convince you to do something really wrong is because he thinks no one's watching. Or he, or he believes that he's his own, you know, that he's his own power, you know, we have a sense of self and we're just doing our own thing. Yeah, there's a God that's watching us, but once, once there's this separate you know, old man with a white beard on a cloud somewhere that's just watching, so it's very easy for sometimes to not think about him. Right? So the, the very root of the Sahara is this divide between heaven and earth. So it's that. So in other words, the Shlomim is coming to attack and coming to sort of be mechaper, I guess, for the, for the essential root of all chayt. All the other carbonists were ha- were tackling sort of the uh, the um, uh, what's the what's the word for the uh, um, the symptoms you know it's the symptoms the chatas the alamish the shlomim is, is getting to the root of the issue so is that an avera it's not an avera but it's the root of averas so the ram is right in terms that you're not actually confessing any sin it's not, I'm not I'm not confessing any sin what I'm saying is divrei what I'm going to say on the Shlomim is praising Hashem and talking about how Hashem is amazing and how everything, He created everything, everything I have is from Him. And that itself is what you're confessing. That's the, that's the, the, it's the root, that's the mistake that the person has been making to allow him to, to make all these Averis is that divide between heaven and earth. And that's what the Shlomim is coming to bring. It's coming to bring peace within the person and within heaven and earth. So it's, a, it's an unbelievable thing. I mean, again, that's, we learn about these things, and you know, it's a real chaval. We don't have karbanas. Like, it's a real, real chaval. Yeah. Can we say it's omission, but it's such a tremendous omission that it's a commission. You're higher because you didn't see that as a karbanas in everyday life. Right. Like, that and itself is a chait. Everything else gets painted. Right, right. It's like the Valshem said, the word chait has the silent aleph in it. And that itself is the biggest chait of all. The fact that, you know, that we don't, we're not, we're not, we don't, we're not sensitive to that. No. Mishal informs of saying by learning about the Karbanas, it should be Kilo, we brought it, and, uh, and we should be Zaycha very, very soon to be able to Mamish bring Shlomim and, and see that unity amongst all of Kla Yisrael and Avinu Vashavayim, B'Biyaz Kol Tzedek, Amen. All right, Shabbat everybody.